4. After a full night, a full day, and another night of traveling, the decade bird arrived in the far south at sunrise. The sun was bright, the water was wild, and it was hot, unbearably hot. It occurred to Captain Joe that this was why no one ever sailed past that point of the great sea. If it got any hotter, he was likely to pass out and become lost at sea. The captain looked around in all directions, and there was nothing. He looked to Oldman. Well, Oldman, Captain Joe started, I've taken you to the far south. Where should I drop you off? Oldman looked around and pointed to the east horizon. Captain Joe used a small spyglass and looked to where Oldman was pointing. A single ship was barely visible in the distance, and its colors were down, so it could not be identified. He had a bad feeling about it, but the captain agreed to set a course for the other ship. The decade bird approached with caution. When the decade bird got close enough to the other ship to see the crew aboard, Captain Joe recognized the captain at the helm. It was Captain Rose. He looked to Oldman again. Oldman, are you crazy? Captain Joe asked. Oldman replied, The captain would have to ask a professional about that. Captain Joe rolled his eyes. You got me to bring you to Captain Rose. The last time I saw her, she sank the decade bird. It caused Captain Joe pain just to say the words. Oldman nodded and smiled. Let's pull along her port side. You are crazy, Captain Joe confirmed. That will put us in direct range of her cannons. The captain must trust, Oldman started. Captain Joe gave Oldman a moment to finish, but he had stopped talking. Trust what? Are you going to finish? I am finished, Oldman assured Captain Joe. Captain Joe was confused, and he was not happy with the idea. But Oldman was the only reason the decade bird was still afloat, so he decided to trust Oldman's judgment. Captain Joe pulled the decade bird along the port side of the Rose's Thorn and stared into Captain Rose's eyes. Captain Rose rolled her eyes and plunged her face into her hands. Open fire, she shouted. Several cannonballs flew from Captain Rose's portside cannons and bounced off the hull of the decade bird, leaving barely a scratch on the wood of the Isle of Roby. Captain Joe laughed quietly and looked to Oldman with a respectful smile. Oldman nodded to Captain Joe, indicating that Oldman knew that Captain Joe already knew what to do next. Captain Joe looked back directly into Captain Rose's eyes and shouted, Parley! Captain Rose had a nervous look on her face. She hesitantly agreed, and the two captains brought their ships close together. Rather than boarding the decade bird or inviting Captain Joe aboard the Rose's Thorn, Captain Rose opted to speak across the gap between the ships, which was not customary for a parley, but Captain Joe agreed to it. Captain Rose, Captain Joe started, I have brought this man all the way from the far north to see you. He turned his attention to Oldman. Oldman, I have taken you where you asked to go. Now tell me where the last mermaid is. 
Oldman looked confused. Captain Rose's eyes opened wide with concern. You should leave now, Captain Rose commanded Captain Joe. With his attention drawn back to Captain Rose, Captain Joe's face flushed with anger. By the way, why did you sink my ship? Captain Rose did not want to answer, but she believed giving Captain Joe the information could encourage him to leave faster. I was hired to sink your ship. Hired? Captain Joe questioned. By whom? Loan Shark, Captain Rose confessed. Now go, please. It was too late. Suddenly, the Decade Bird was lifted out of the sea in the jaws of a giant shark. Then the ship was thrown back from the Rose's thorn and landed upright in the water. Captain Joe and Oldman fell off their feet, Captain Joe landing face down on the deck and Oldman falling below deck. The shark's face remained over the surface and stared at Captain Joe. Captain Joe's face turned from anger to fear. Lone Shark! the captain shouted. What are you doing here? The shark spoke to Captain Joe. You owe me a great debt, and I am either going to collect that debt or crush your ship in my jaws. Captain Joe looked to Oldman, who was peeking from below deck but staying out of the shark's view, with a facial expression that clearly asked, Can those jaws crush the wood of the Isle of Roby? Oldman answered the nonverbal question with an empathic nod. Captain Joe turned his attention back to Lone Shark. I never borrowed anything from you. Lone Shark corrected. But I spared your life when you were a child. And since I am the Lone Shark, you should know that no favor comes for free. Captain Joe clearly remembered surviving a shark attack as a child, but he did not think he was spared. However, this was no time to argue. So I owe you a favor. Lone Shark nodded. That's right. And if you don't deliver, I will crush your ship in my jaws. I heard that part already, Captain Joe interrupted. Of course I will do you a favor. What do you need? I need you to destroy our island. Lone Shark roared. Captain Joe raised his brow in concern. Destroy our island? Why? Lone Shark reminisced. I brought the first pirates of the Great Sea to our island from Bumble and Blubber and found them their home, but their debt was never paid and the island must be destroyed. Oldman's ears rose as Lone Shark told his story and he looked at Mr. Bones. Then he hid below deck. Captain Joe shook his head. I can't destroy our island. Then I will crush your ship now, roared Lone Shark. Captain Rose joined the conversation. I can help Captain Joe destroy our island. Captain Joe's attention was shifted to Captain Rose. Based on the last time we worked together, I think I'll pass. Besides... It's not that I can't destroy our island. I won't destroy our island. He looked back to Lone Shark. And you, what are you doing working with Captain Rose? You're Lone Shark. You're supposed to work alone. 
Lone Shark shook his head and rolled his eyes. You clearly need to look up the word loan in a dictionary. Lone Shark turned his attention to Captain Rose. But Captain Rose, since you lied about taking care of Captain Joe in the far north, it appears our partnership has ended. Miss Mask! Captain Rose's first mate, Miss Mask, appeared from below deck of the Rose's Thorn and threw Captain Rose overboard into the great sea. Captain Rose sank fast, and everyone's attention became focused on waiting for her to emerge from the water. Lone Shark commented, It appears the captain can't swim. Oh well. Miss Mask, you are now Captain Mask of the Rose's Thorn, but you can rename the ship as you see fit. Miss Mask nodded in appreciation. Out of pure instinct, Captain Joe leapt in the water and dove deep to save Captain Rose. Lone Shark started to pursue, but Oldman rose from below deck and stood tall at the bow of the Decade Bird. The shark has a very long memory, Oldman shouted at Lone Shark. Lone Shark's attention turned to Oldman as Captain Joe disappeared below the surface. You look very familiar, old man. What is your name? Clearly, you already know, Oldman replied with pride and confidence. My name is Oldman. Lone Shark emerged further over the surface of the water, revealing his incredible size. More than half of his body was still in the water, but his head peered over the deck of the Decade Bird. He started coughing and heaving. Then a large book fell from his mouth onto the deck. He used his teeth to flip to the first page and saw Oldman's name. You were one of the first two pirates I brought to our island long ago. Lone Shark realized and revealed. You owe me a debt. The shark will have to catch me, Oldman argued. Then he ran to the stern to get a head start, dove into the water, and swam away at incredible speed. Lone Shark pursued Oldman, while Captain Mask put her attention to the water, but she could not see either of the other captains. Deep below the surface, Captain Joe continued to swim downward. He could not find Captain Rose. His body was getting exhausted, and water was starting to fill his lungs. But he continued swimming. For some reason, he could not give up on Captain Rose. Finally, he could not swing his arms anymore, and he was so deep, he could not tell up from down. It's over, he thought. Suddenly, Captain Rose swam to him faster than any pirate, faster than any fish could possibly swim. She took Captain Joe's head in her hands and put her mouth against his to share oxygen. The raging sea calmed. Captain Joe was barely awake, but he was still alive. Captain Rose carried him to the surface on the starboard side of the Decade Bird, where Captain Mask could not see them emerge. Captain Rose assisted the groggy Captain Joe to the deck of his ship and made her way to the helm. Captain Joe's vision was blurred, but he could see that the sea was calm for the first time in his life. In the distance, he could see Oldman swimming away. Out of nowhere, 
Lone Shark's jaws engulfed Oldman, and Oldman was gone. Captain Joe mustered enough energy to scream, No! Lone Shark heard Captain Joe and turned his attention to the decade bird, which was leaving. Captain Mask! Lone Shark roared. Don't let them get away! Captain Mask finally noticed the decade bird was escaping and took the helm of the rose's thorn to give chase. Before the ship could gain any momentum, it burst into 123 pieces as 123 high-pitched voices screamed and cheered, sending Captain Mask falling into the sea. In a matter of seconds, the pieces of wood floating on the surface transformed into 123 tiny ships, and Captain Big and his crew sailed away in them. While everyone was distracted, Captain Big and his crew had sneaked aboard the Rose's Thorn and dismantled it for parts to build their own new fleet. At a rate of speed unique to only a ship built from the wood of the Isle of Roby, the Decade Bird escaped, crewed only by Captain Rose and Captain Joe, and Mr. Bones. Regaining his senses, Captain Joe grabbed the book left on the deck by Lone Shark. It was Lone Shark's ledger of favors and debts. The first name on the first page was Oldman. The second name was Mr. Bones. Captain Joe admired the calm waters again. He thought about his talks with Oldman. Captain Joe had asked Oldman to take him to the Last Mermaid. Oldman's actions brought Captain Joe back to Captain Rose. Captain Joe touched his mouth and recalled what happened in the depths of the Great Sea. He looked up at Captain Rose. You're the last mermaid, aren't you? Captain Joe affirmed. Captain Rose kept her eyes forward on the beautiful and peaceful waves. I think I am, she pondered aloud. It never occurred to me until I knew I couldn't return to the surface to face Lone Shark, and I realized I was breathing underwater. Then when you were drowning, I have never tried to swim that fast. I am the last mermaid. And you kissed me, Captain Joe continued with a smile. Captain Rose corrected him. I used my mouth to help you breathe. That was not a kiss. Captain Joe pointed out to the sea. The sea speaks for itself. Captain Rose rolled her eyes. Captain Joe pondered aloud. An old man gave his life to bring us together. We brought peace to the sea. Now we have to bring peace to our island. How? Captain Rose asked. Captain Joe flipped to the last page of the ledger. The last two names on it were Bumble and Blubber. We're going home.